Welcome to the Serpent Soul Podcast, where we explore our identity before God and our relationship with God. I'm your host, Kenneth Grady, and I pray that we will be fed by the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and living with passion for the will of God. And in so doing, may we raise each other up as we lay ourselves down before the Lord. This is the Servant Soul Podcast. Hello again. I am excited to be back. It's been a while for me to record. I finally set up my little studio gear here in the closet of my bedroom of all places that I got in a place to record. So got things put back together for now. Hopefully I can be a little more regular getting some messages together. But today I wanted to talk about uh, an issue that's creeping up, I think, in our culture. Really, um, it's filtered its way down into the church. And it's this anti-establishment mindset. And I think I've touched on this before. Uh, but there's a pretty obvious pulling away from any form of regulation or structure, or as I said, uh, establishment in our culture. And a great deal of this is really justifiable um, due to the corruption or past hurts and general decay of our society. And some of it is just our pride, wanting to carve our own path or do things better or what have you. But I think we see it most violently acted out in resistance to governments or social norms, uh, people are angry about the shortcomings and um, the problems that they see in organizations that surround daily life. And because of that, they're very hesitant to ascribe themselves to any sect or group in an attempt to ascend above any negative attribute that is found in every organization of man. And understandably, this sort of declassification movement has found its way to the church. People are moving away from major denominations because any group of sinners that has been meeting for any length of time as a church has plenty of dirt that one can dig up if they go looking for it. So we've gotten to this mentality of, you know, I don't need to go to church to be a Christian. And it's really kind of an awkward crossroad in history where people are trying to claim Christianity without having to associate themselves with any Christians. And a lot of things we we may have heard is, you know, I have my own relationship with God and I don't need anybody else just telling me how to do it. Or Jesus didn't like the churches either. Or I don't have to get a church to be saved. Or my church is the woods. My church is hanging out with my friends. Or my church is fishing. Or the big one, my church is, you know, listening to my Christian music in the radio while I drive my car. And while I can appreciate the desires, you know, to separate from the failures of Christians at large, is this really a biblical stance to take considering our own shortcomings? Can we associate ourselves with anybody at all if those who are struggling, however imperfectly, to follow the word of God aren't even good enough to step within the circle of our influence? And if the church isn't pure enough for you to be a part of it, Are you pure enough to be a part of whatever church you're defining in your mind? A major clarification that needs to be made, I believe, today with Christians is that worship isn't church. So quickly, I want to state that whatever communion with God looks like for you is fine, as long as it isn't contrary to scripture. If you are edified by worshiping with the radio in your car or meditating in the woods or praying while you fish or 
fellowshipping around a fire. Thank God for that. God has designed us all differently and enjoys communing with us in all of the ways that he speaks most strongly to our spirit. So God is not locked in a stained glass box. God can meet you wherever you are, and he isn't confined to Sunday morning traditions. So embrace whatever God gives you as a tool for growing in intimacy with God. That being said, none of those things mentioned are church. The fellowship with friends, I guess, could be, but usually isn't. And we'll see why in a minute. Now, you may not like to hear that, but you don't have to take it from me, because I want to show you it in the scriptures. Now, if you believe that you can just do church between you and God, you're unfortunately wrong. You can do worship or prayer or meditation, but you can't do church by yourself. That's because church isn't about you. Church is about the family, the bride, the body of Christ as a community, and you can't do community by yourself. So what is church? Now, I'm going to rapid fire these at you for the sake of covering ground, but it's pretty clear when we actually look at what God intended the church to be. And I believe the scriptures are very clear on the matter. Starting in Hebrews 10, 24-25 says this, And now let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. So it doesn't get much plainer than that. If we have decided to stop meeting with other Christians for the purpose of exhorting and encouraging each other, we're wrong. It was wrong then, and it's wrong now. Romans 12, 4-5 says, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. So again, the scriptures show that we are a unique part or member of the body, the body of believers, and we all have different gifts or offices. And by neglecting the involvement with other believers, we are robbing the body of Christ of the function that God designed us to perform in it. Next is Ephesians four fourteen through 16. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love. So this is a heavy one. And it really speaks to our responsibility to guide each other in the truth. We are called of God to help correct each other in love and steer one another away from the lies of the enemy. Now, it's great if you feel super secure in your relationship with God and don't feel much need to lean on others for guidance. But what about those who need your strength and guidance to lean on? If just one person in the church could be steered away from the destruction of the enemy because of the gift God has placed in you, How selfish would it be to not bother sharing that gift with others? You may not even know that you're affecting somebody, but I can tell you that some of the people who have guided me away from spiritual hurt have done so simply by their presence, simply by showing up with dependability and character. And lastly, 1 Corinthians 12, 14-18 says, For the body is not one member, but many. 
If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased him. So right off the top, the body isn't one member. You aren't the church. You are a part of the church. Secondly, you have need of the other parts of the body. God hasn't created you with all the functionality needed for his church. He created you to be set in position as he wills to fulfill a need in the body of Christ. Because he didn't say to find a form of communion with God that pleases you and then isolate from the failures of religion. He says he sets each member in the body as it pleases him. So why do you need church? First and foremost, to be obedient. Now, we can talk all day about denominations and hypocrites and scammer televangelists and all the nonsense that has found its way into the church. But if you aren't in the church, you aren't in obedience with the Word of God. To be obedient to Scripture, we must be actively participating with the group of believers for the purpose of growing in our walk with God and helping others to do the same. And that comes back again to the point of why most fellowships with friends isn't church. Now, it can feel amazing and be very restoring and restful and important to fellowship. But the church, as presented in the scriptures, requires a focus on the things of God and a submission to each other that allows for correction and edification. Now, if that's what's happening around a campfire regularly with accountability and purposeful study of the word, then I would say, yes, that's a church. Otherwise, it's just good old-fashioned fellowship. And nothing is wrong with fellowship, but it won't check the box for being a part of the church. So we need to be in the church to be obedient. We also need the church for correction. As I just mentioned, we are all in need of guidance from time to time. Sometimes we know that, sometimes we don't. If we aren't part of the body of Christ in an intimate way, where there are people who know and care for us and we for them, who will be there to speak the hard truths that we need to hear at times. And without being joined into a body of believers, not only are we disobeying God, but we are exposing ourselves to this spiritual walk without the guardrails of wise counsel. The me and God attitude is only effective until we drift from an accurate view of God, and then our sinful hearts can lead us down a million different roads away from the heart of God. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I mean, do you really think it wise to try and follow God alone in your own wisdom, listening to your own heart, without any feedback from other members of the body? Because I think not. So we need to be a part of the church to be obedient, and we need it for correction. But also God wants us to be a part of the body of Christ because it's a blessing to be the member that it has pleased God to make you. God hasn't put you in the body to give you yet another annoying job you don't want to do. He has designed you to be an effective and meaningful part of the body of Christ. And when a body is healthy and complete and everything is functioning correctly, it is a joy to be alive. Now that doesn't mean that being in the body will always feel good, but as the body faces these challenges in unity, it grows stronger. But an amputated limb, no matter how alive the limb was when removed, will neither grow or be of much use on its own. 
As Proverbs 18.1 says, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Amen. Thanks for listening. And until next time, may we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen.